Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Mosaic Life Podcast. My name is Trey Kaufman. I'm glad you're here. And no matter how you found this podcast, I hope you'll take it as an invitation to ask yourself what happiness means to you. It shouldn't come as a surprise, even though it totally did for me, that happiness is unique to the person. And what makes you happy, what brings you pleasure and fulfillment and contentment, may not do any of those things for the person sitting right next to you. And I think if there's one thing I took away from the conversation you're about to hear, it's that trying to gain a better understanding of others by relating to them is our best chance at having nuanced conversations with those whom we might not see eye to eye. If you enjoy this conversation, I would ask that you please share it with a friend. It would mean the world to me. This podcast has helped me rewrite countless stories in my own life, and I really hope it's helped others do so as well. One specific example, as I was just speaking with her today, was changing my relationship with money through my conversations with Christina Wise. My conversation with Ida is no different, and at the same time it pushed so far beyond the depth I had hoped for. Ida, similar to the majority of the adults that joined TikTok in 2020, was reluctant at first. However, when she heard a famous podcaster say, if you don't have an audience, you don't have a business, and TikTok is the place to grow an audience, she immediately made her way to the app to see what she could build. She now has a community of almost 300,000 across TikTok and Instagram and is still growing strong. She became a best-selling author and has had several successful product launches. She also has helped other entrepreneurs, medical practitioners, social media influencers, authors, and more grow their audiences and promote their products using the strategies that propelled her to where she is today. Ida has over a decade in traditional and online marketing experience, working in organizations in both the U.S. and the United Kingdom. I'm so excited to welcome my new friend, Ida from To Every Mom. Ida, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Trey? Oh, I'm doing so well. How was your Thanksgiving? It was it was magical, honestly. I got to spend time with uh, my family and it was just it was amazing. <laughs> that's that's awesome to hear. Did you do any traveling or did you stay You're in uh you're I remind me, you're in Georgia? Yeah, I'm in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I stayed you, here. Yeah. Nice. Um, are you a are you a football fan at all? Nope, <laughs> not at That's all. That's okay. I, you know what? I, I'm, I'm, Ohio. Ohio is not. Uh, we're reeling from the weekend. So if I had to deal with a Georgia fan, I don't know how 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 this conversation would go. So <laughs> I'm actually kind of glad to hear that. But anyway, I'm glad you had a great Thanksgiving. <laughs> oh, thank you. How was yours? It was good. I did some traveling. Went up to uh, Chicago to see some family. So it was it was nice. It's a long drive but thankfully it wasn't too bad and I'm I don't know it's a uh, it's always it's hard because it's I know it's a hectic time for a lot of people and it can be a stressful time uh but I mean if if yeah. I guess I've been able to kind of turn that around in my head by just taking every moment uh in in stride as opposed to 
catastrophizing or looking ahead and, and creating anxiety for myself. So it's it's been a nice exercise over the last few years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm um I'm so thankful to talk with you. I know the last time we spoke, I I was just getting or I actually I think the night before I had just downloaded TikTok and I will be completely honest with you, <laughs> I don't think I've opened it since we spoke because it's intimidating for me and I I, I'm going to make a leap and assumption uh, that uh, that mm-hmm. is probably the same for a lot of people. And it kind of sounds like it was the same for you when you got started. Oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it, I mean, it's intimidating still, even now. <laughs> so how did I mean, walk me through that, because, I mean, you went from, as everybody does, from, you know, starting completely green, not knowing anything about it. Now you, I mean, you are an influencer. I mean, you, you have hundreds of thousands of people who, who see the content you create and engage with it. And, and they, they hide you, they hold you in high regard and that's extremely impressive. So, I mean, how did you go from A to, to Z or to what, what was your path like in that? Well, you know, I, I, I don't know if the path was straight across. I think that's the um, case for anybody starting anything. It's kind yeah. of zigzag. <laughs> but um, I, I just knew that I wanted to do something different. Yeah. I just wanted something more for my life. And and I didn't want to work in, at a nine to five anymore. I just, I truly didn't. So I made like this three-year plan. And, uh, and I knew, and this is the thing that everybody uh, understands, including like, if you go back 200 years ago, everyone went to the square where the town center was to yell out to everyone to come and either get, you know, their handmade goods or, or whatever it is, their services. Yeah. And so right now we don't all live in town centers and chill out on the square. We're all online and we're on social media. And so a, a very famous podcaster said, you know, if you want to build anything right now, build any business, you have to get on TikTok and on LinkedIn. And at that time, I knew LinkedIn was not where I wanted to be. I wanted to get away from corporate (laughs) and anything to do with it. So, um, And also being that I was a professional, I could not create a LinkedIn that was like that. So I got on TikTok, hid from everyone that that knew me on TikTok because I knew no one else would be there. Right. (laughs) And the the organic reach was crazy. The amount of people that you got to see and meet. It was just so open and exciting. And everybody was, uh, everyone had their eyes wide open. They weren't like how they are on Facebook. Your eyes are kind of closed on Facebook now. You tune out anything that has nothing to do with your friend's photo or whatever. But on TikTok, everyone was open and I loved it. Yeah. That's an interesting statement and not something I thought of before. You said your eyes are closed on Facebook and I'm sure we can break that apart a little bit and actually like to do so as in comparison to, to TikTok. I, you know, I think a lot of people go to Facebook. I mean, a lot of people say they go to Facebook to, you know, stay connected with their friends and family. And there's just so many different options to do that now, but a lot of people, especially in this heated political environment that we have and everybody taking sides and tribalism and all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. People go to Facebook for confirmation bias. They go to Facebook so they can find people who agree with them instead of expanding their worldview and their mindsets and, you know, getting a better understanding of the things that they don't know or they already Mm -hmm. wrote off as being wrong. And so, I mean, if, if that's if that's kind of what you mean by people having their eyes closed on Facebook, that's we, we can leave it there. But I'm just I'm curious on the flip side, how people people's eyes are open on TikTok um, conversely to Facebook. 
Yeah. And I, I love that you gave that example. That was definitely not what I was even thinking, but I, I agree with that example as well. And, and, and what I, what I've noticed being an, an entrepreneur on TikTok is that, you know, most people, if you talk about your latest book, because I'm a children's book writer on Facebook, no one's, no one really cares. In fact, right. they don't just simply don't want to be sold to on Facebook. Yeah. Just let me see my cousin's um, new puppy. And that's all I want. In fact, I don't even want to make new friends on Facebook <laughs> unless I've met you in person in real yeah. life. Yeah. And so there isn't that openness to meet new people and to also um, network and to to watch what someone's uh, culture is. But on TikTok, I've learned more about the Ethiopian culture, more about Polynesian culture than I ever could on, on Facebook because I'm open. And people yeah. are open to, to learn new things and to even see new opportunities to purchase uh, things. And so it's been great. It's so awesome. That's amazing. And that that is a perfect example. I mean, we're both content creators here and I, 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 I do like your content and I, I'll be super honest with you. I kind of envy <laughs> short form content because it's so much easier to digest and engage in. And, you know, when we have mm -hmm. these hour long conversations, it's a commitment for people to listen to them. And I'm not I'm not saying one is better than the other. My preference is longer form, but I, even I as a podcaster yeah. have trouble sitting down even when I'm in the car and listening to an hour long conversation. I, so I, I get it. And especially when it comes to Facebook and promoting content, it's hard. It's extremely hard to mm -hmm. do. It's a, it seems to be a little bit easier on Instagram, which I know you're active on there as well, but it seems like, you know, you create for TikTok and then it gets, you know, I guess, I don't know, reposted on Instagram. And I mean, is that your strategy? Yeah. So I love TikToks. Um, and I, I don't get paid for this. Anybody out there paying attention? TikTok doesn't even know I exist. So, <laughs> but I love TikToks. Um, they're the functionality of the app and, and editing in there, shooting in there, any, if you want to add any effects, it's so easy and I can do it all within 15 minutes. That's and so great. once I get all of that done, yeah, then I put it on Reels. And Reels is another opportunity. Instagram, I hardly ever post like static posts. I stick to Reels and maybe I do lives and, and stories. And so I've come up with plans in order to use um, Instagram in a new way for me. But TikTok is where I start. And then I put it on a few other short form video platforms like YouTube Shorts too. How has how how's YouTube been working for you? Because I I, I I'm not super active on YouTube. Um, I I do have a, a a podcast YouTube channel, and when I I don't know, it's hard it's hard to it's hard for me to you know take video or take audio and just put it against a, a static image and put it on YouTube. That just does not seem like it's it's worthwhile to me. So I'm just I'm curious, you know, how that that YouTube has done for you in regard to engagement and and uh, views. When I mean, you're obviously creating viral content. Yeah. So I will I'll be so honest with YouTube. I have not. I have not taken full advantage of it. And I think it's because I, I want it to grow other areas of my business. Yeah. But in the new year, I plan on making like taking the fullness of the advantage of YouTube. And this is this is the reason why I'm still excited to do it, even though YouTube Shorts has been around for almost a year now. Okay. But because TikTok is still dominating, Reels and um, Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts still want to get that their own version of the market share, you know, within um, everyone's attention, let's say the attention share. And so YouTube, um, 
I got on there and I think I posted three videos and I have over a thousand followers. Um, I don't like saying followers, but community members on yes. YouTube. Yeah. And so that's been amazing. Like, And I've got views on one short video that I posted, like 16,000 views. I've never in my life posted a YouTube video yeah. and got 16,000 views. So I'm going to do a lot more in the new year. And um, my goal is to create content for relaxation purposes. Um, a lot of my me- community members want me to do ASMR, relaxation stories, that kind of thing. So yeah, that's what that's, I'm going to do there. <laughs> that's really cool. And so are you, I guess I just want to make sure I, I distinguish distinguishing between YouTube and TikTok and Instagram. So, I mean, in regard to your content, I mean, we can call it a strategy, but the types of content that you create and post, is that differing between YouTube and TikTok? Or are you kind of taking that, that, I don't know, are you, how broad are you on TikTok or are you really creating content for specific platforms? Yeah, um, honestly, right now, everything's repurposed from okay. TikTok. So I create comedy, some relaxation, mostly like comedy and inspirational um, content for moms. But on YouTube, I want to add another element. So I'm still going to repurpose, but I'm going to add in the relaxation side to promote my podcast that should come out soon. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Well, I mean, if you're if you're up for talking about it, what uh, when is the podcast coming out? And tell me a little bit about it, because I, I would love to to learn more and, of course, subscribe to it. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, so it's still in the the beginning stages, which it shouldn't be because uh, the, my community has been asking for it for a very long time, including people that I just meet randomly. Yeah, and they want me to either narrate the phone book, <laughs> which is <laughs> is super flattering, or they want me to create some type of like sleep story or ASMR. And I just I don't know why I just haven't wanted I didn't want to do it. And finally, I've, I've been, I've just sat down and thought, why don't I want to do it? So I'm discovering that and figuring out how to make it work for me so that it's not another thing. You know, we don't want to be overwhelmed with the work that we do. We want to enjoy it. So, so that's what it will be. It will be um, somewhere where a person can come and relax and find peace. Yeah. That's awesome. And I, I, I very much relate to what you just said. You don't want it to be another thing. And so I guess the, the direct or the specific example I have is obviously this is a weekly podcast and I, I, I tend to spend upwards of 10 hours some time from start to finish on an episode and that includes marketing. So it can be mm-hmm. very time consuming, especially when I don't get paid for it, but it's, it, I do it out of you know passion. And so I, I've thought about adding video, short form video. I've thought about adding written content, yeah. which I'm more inclined to do because I really enjoy writing. But when I sit down and do it, mm-hmm. you know, nothing comes out, which is extremely frustrating for any writer. So when it comes to adding another layer to your content creation, I mean, I know it can be a hurdle to get over, but how, I mean, how do you work it into your, your workflow or your, your, your daily, um, or your, your weekly agenda? How, how does that, how do you add it naturally without feeling overwhelmed? Yeah. Oh, that is such a good question. So from start to finish, it starts out with a lot of whining and complaining. <laughs> yeah, I get it. <laughs> Maybe I get some it. tears. Yeah. And then, um, and then I, I sit down and think about the, um, the purpose. So if the purpose is strong enough, then I believe that divinely you always find a way. 
because the purpose will make make a way. And so I sit down and and if the purpose is strong enough, if I feel like, you know, people need me to create this or I need to create this uh, in some way it has to be for the benefit of, of humanity both yeah. myself and, and, the, and the rest of the people I feel like I'm called to be a part of their lives, yeah. then I then I figure it out. So what I've done in other areas, so I, I coach on TikTok in, in Reels, and I didn't, I didn't really want to do that at first. <laughs> I wanted to stay away from that. But it really benefited fitted me to find another stream of income that I could rely on. It's great to have multiple streams um, of yeah, income. And sure. then I noticed that a lot of entrepreneurs wanted to figure out how to promote their products and services off of, you know, the platforms that they've been trying on so far and not having to do the SEO and not having to pay for Facebook ads. And I had a solution for them that didn't require any, uh, any finances. So I sat down and figured out how can I do this with ease? That's always my number one go-to. How do I do this with ease? And, um, and I just break down my schedule. I look at my schedule and how much time do I want to give this? If it's three hours, I give it three hours and whatever results I get from those three hours is what I get. Yeah. And then I start increasing the hours as, as I see fit. Yeah. It's, it, it's not a method, it's a bit of madness. <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah. it's really good uh, methodology in my opinion. And I, I think, I, I think I, I try to give examples in regard in, in for, as me being the sole population. So I, I'm speaking for myself and I, I think what I mm-hmm. fear the most is, you know, setting a time limit for myself. Say, I'm going to spend two hours in this and I'm going to hit publish whether or not it sucks or whether or not it's, you know, my magnum opus, mm-hmm. it's the best thing I've ever created. And that's, that's not only terrifying for me, but it's, it's frustrating because I, I know I can, I generally know I can always do better. So hitting publish on something that I yeah. don't feel is perfect is, is such a, a big hurdle for me to, to get over. I mean, do you, do you, do you also suffer from that sort of perfectionism or have you oh. kind of created a, 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 a freeway for yourself to, to kind of get through it? Yeah. And, and you know, you wouldn't believe this is the number one question I get asked by other entrepreneurs. And, and so I tell them like this, when I first got started, I looked at what was in my hands already. You know, a lot of times we spend a lot of time preparing and it's like prepare procrastination. It's like, <laughs> we're not really, we're not really doing anything. We just say we're preparing. Right. And I looked at what was in my hands. I, well, first I started, what's my start date. And I set the start date for February 13th. Cause I knew I had already spent the last six weeks preparing and did nothing. Yeah. So February 13th of last year is when I started. And what I had in my hands was an empty bag of Krispy Kreme donuts and myself. And so I, I know I can sing. And so I thought, hey, it's Valentine's Day. I'm single at the time. And I'm going to I'm gonna sing to this Krispy Kreme donut because I absolutely loved the every bite of it. And I sang a song and I posted it cringing. And I have since wanted to delete that post. That was my first TikTok. I yeah. wanted to delete it because I thought this is so cringy and so lame. And, you know, like people are going to watch it and think, what the heck was she thinking? But I see it as practice. Yes. That's all that it was. And and then this is the example I give. Uh, I did this when I was teaching just last week before the holidays. And they said, how do I hit post when I'm so nervous and scared? I don't know what to do first. And I said, just do, you know, there, there's, there, there's training, more training before what I'm about to say, but just do what you can use what you have in your hands and just hit record. 
And the way that you can see it so that you do not judge your performance is remember the kid that doesn't know how to walk yet, the baby that's crawling and pulls him or herself up on the, the table and yeah. we all go crazy. Like we, we pretend like it's like, you know, you're talking about football, like it's the yeah. number one touchdown of the season when that child yeah. just pulls itself up and we'll see it 50 more times and we'll love it. And we never judge that kid. So we cannot judge ourselves when we're pulling ourselves up on the living room table by hitting record and then post. Yeah. And I love that. And I think that's a great way of describing that. Now, what I think a lot of people fear, and I know YouTube has been notoriously bad for this. I don't know how TikTok works, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of people fear the negativity. And, you know, with an anonymity uh, online, people can be very hostile and that sucks. That's a mm-hmm. very bad, dark place of the internet. How have you yeah. dealt with that? Or have you not faced any negativity? If, if so, you know, teach oh. me your ways. Yeah, I did. And, and I think that it's great to come up with a game plan, like similar to what we do when we're about to go and have a big conversation. We're like, I'm gonna say this. And when they say that, I'm going to say this, maybe not that bad, (laughs) not that deep and definitely hopefully not as crazy as our mind can get. But this is what I came up with. So that same podcaster talked about the hate that he receives. And he said that how he responds is by um, just posting one word. So if they say, you know, something really bad about his video and and even about his character, he'll put something like happiness. And that's his reply. Yeah. Or joy or love, positivity. like, And it confuses the person to troll (laughs) because they're like, what? <laughs> what, what? Why did you write hopeful? What does that mean? Um, but in your mind, you know that you wrote hopeful because you're hopeful about where you're going. You're right. positive about the difference that you're making. So that's something that I took on, but then I added my own flavor to it as well. So I'm going to choose a couple of things when I look at a, po- a comment that's um, that hurts my feelings. And I got quite a few on a post I did in October. And um, I either will ignore it so I won't pay it. I'll just scroll past it because it's yeah. unimportant, you know, right. um, or I will block the person. So their comment will no longer be available. And I don't do that that often, but sometimes I do. And then here is the, the last one. I think of the fact that a lot of people are out there waiting to hear the message that I have to put out there. Either yeah. it's, I'm going to make them laugh. I'm going to be a part of the good in their day. And if I saw that as a rescue mission, I cannot allow what someone else thinks about me to stop me from going out on that mission. So I have to create that content and I have to leave it there and not delete it, no matter what that person said about me. Um, And and so that all sums up under one specific thing as well. And that is self-love. Like I, I focus in on how much I love and appreciate myself and the value that I have to add every single day because the haters are going to come. And, and so it really, it helps for you to come up with a game plan about how you're going to take care of yourself online yeah. going forward. And last thing, sorry, no. TikTok, TikTok gives you the opportunity to respond to, to haters. And sometimes I've kind of, you know, I'm, I have the gift, gift of gab if you haven't figured that out yet. And so I, I also have very quick wit and I'll come up with a funny way to you kind of hit them back in the face a little bit, but then end it with a little bit of love, you know, to yeah. remind them to, to love themselves enough not to spend their time and energy doing such unfruitful things. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting strategy. I like it. And <laughs> it, it seems to be very scalable. Um, and I, I've seen it implemented before. And, you know, as somebody who's looking in from the outside, I 
being naive to to it being a strategy, it kind of felt lazy to me. But I, mm-hmm. understanding it now better makes sense because you you're you're not letting the negativity you know go unnoticed, which I think is a good thing. You're you're acknowledging it, but you're also I think in a way showing that you're a bigger person. Now, I, I mean, listen, I, I'm saying this, you know, from a podcast that has, and this is not bragging whatsoever. It's it's all five-star reviews, but it's only like, I think like 23. So I don't have a massive audience. Ooh. It's something that I'm looking to grow. And as yeah. it does grow, if it does grow, there will be negativity. That's just, that's okay. just the world we live in. And I, you know, I've thought about how I would handle it in the past, you know, Apple podcasts, you can't really respond to a review. So it is what it is, but yeah. you know, if there's something on Instagram or whatnot, you know, I I've asked myself, will I respond to it? Will I, will I thank them for the opportunity to address what they're saying? Or will I just see a troll for a troll for a troll? And mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a way to, you know, I'm sure there would be distinguishing nuance there that, okay, this person's just trying to get a rise out of me. I, I will ignore it. Or this person has legitimate concerns about what I said. Mm-hmm. Do I want to try and get an understand or gain an understanding of why they said it and see if we can come to some common ground. Yeah. Now, I know that's hard to do in text-based form. I, I, I've kind of taken the approach lately that when I have a conversation, I want to do it like this. I want to do it voice to voice so we can hear intonation, so we can <laughs> kind of get a sense for nuance. And I just don't, I don't like having conversations when I'm chatting, that would be a text-based chatting. Cause it just, it's hard to kind of get a feel for how somebody is reacting or feeling or responding. And so I, I don't know. I mean, do, have you taken the opportunity to, I use this word very loosely cause it's not the right word, but educate people or kind of enlighten people as to where you were coming from to help them gain a better footing or understanding of, you know, what it is you're feeling. Yeah. I've, I've taken that opportunity. I would say maybe three times. And, you know, like you mentioned, when it's text, you can't respond the way that you hope to. I know yeah. that you're a great writer. And so you probably could come up with a way to, to respond uh, more than like normal everyday people might not know exactly what to say. But this is, this is one of the things I think we can all do is have a video response to anything if you yeah. want to. Yeah. A video response allows you to share your heart behind what it is that you posted. And it allows you to tell, you know, give the person even the benefit of the doubt because sometimes they'll post something and they're doing it out of their own insecurities. And I have, I've met that same kind of troll as well, where they said, I'm sorry, I I didn't mean to. And it gives the opportunity for forgiveness to be very public. Um, And then I I would also say that I've also been wrong a couple of times too. And I had to, and I left it in the comments. I'm very sorry. I was wrong about that. Very absolutely sorry. And I'm going to fix that. You know, yeah. and so I fixed it and, and handled it that way too. Uh, but but I'll say as well, like not every not every question is meant to be answered, and not every statement is meant meant to be um, acknowledged. I think people can say whatever they want to say, and I can I get the choice to decide whether I want to respond or even listen or you know read read it. It's what's most important is that the mission that I'm online to do is being done, yes. and the second part is that I'm I'm happy and I'm whole. That's amazing. And that, that second part, I think is so vital because you have an understanding of, you know, what brings you that sort of fulfillment and and joy and happiness. And it's, it's the content that you create. And I I really, I really love Mm -hmm. hearing that. Um, I did want to ask, 
do you ever fear or do you ever feel like, uh, I guess, is there ever any fear that you might run out of ideas in regard to content to create or, or do you just feel like your daily experiences each and every day kind of lend yourself to constant creativity? Yeah. So, oh, this is such a good question. So I, <laughs> I, as I started teaching other people how to do TikTok and Reels, I realized that it is very important for me to create a, um, I would say a format that allows me to leave if I ever yeah. wanted to. Yeah. And so, or, or move, move directions. So with that in mind, now the template or, you know, the, the skeleton that I build around or form what I do around, it's so flexible. You know how we've got joints yeah. and we've got all these, you know, elbows and all that. I keep it so flexible and fluid that I can, re can create whatever I want around it. And so I did get afraid, you know, especially I didn't want to be pigeonholed as well or uh, put into a corner with the type of content that I must create to go viral or to do well. I didn't want that either. And so I have created instruction. I teach other people how to do this, structured it so that it's always going to be about me, where I'm at yeah. right now and what I'm called to do. So if right now I'm doing, you know, lions, I'm, you know, helping out a conservatory of some kind, or if I'm planting seeds, whatever it is that Ida is doing, that is where now the content will go. And, and so that has, I feel like it's worked really, really well for me to be able to do that and still stick to some of the popular things that my community already loves and fitting that in. So I think that it's important for you to build whatever you do around you. Because if you build it around a thing, then if you decide to no longer do that thing, then Ugh, you know, then it's done. So build it around who you are because you're really the golden goose at the end of the day. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's really great advice. I mean, you, I don't know what I, what I respect about you most and, and, you know, considering we've known each other for, or we've been talking for a total of an hour between last time and this time, <laughs> yeah. um, is that, I mean, you, you are the sole content creator. And I, I often think to myself, and I think this is probably the first time I've said it is that I'm unfortunate because I get to be one half of a conversation and all I'm doing is steering this. And I, I'm, I'm, you are the center of attention here. And I, I very much respect and appreciate that. And so being the, you know, being the one person right there that, that can be both terrifying, but it can also be, you know, so fulfilling. I, and I, I just, I, I, I applaud you for that. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. And, but I'll say, you know, Trey, you, your personality you know how someone invites you into their home and the vibe in their home, they're the ones who set the stage. You have a vibe. And so I'm just kind of following along. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. I, I, I really do appreciate that. Um, of course. In regard to the type of content you create, um, you know, I've, I, I, I've, I've, I follow you on Instagram. I haven't yet figured out how to follow you on TikTok uh, just yet. I'll get there. Um, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I mean, this... This is a very strange day and age we live in. Um, and I will specifically call out cancel culture. And, you know, if you say the wrong thing, um, especially when you have an audience as large as you do, it can yeah. really be detrimental if the masses or the hordes turn against you. Mm -hmm. Has that ever been a consideration of yours as you're creating content? Or is that just not, I mean, do you not just, did you just 
do you not even toe that line? Do you stay far away from it? So I will say that I'm not one to, to lean into any controversial or any topic that can be deemed as controversial. Yeah. I try to stay absolutely far away from it because what I'm called to do, and I'm not saying everyone should do this, I'm here to help people relax and laugh. Mom, and mom specifically. That's it. That's what I'm here to do. However, there was a time last year that certain things were had to be said. And I felt like even if someone comes and attacks me or cancels me or whatever they would do, yeah, it yeah. had to be said. Keeping in mind, because it's very, like, I think opinions are are always going to be, oh, what is the right way to say this? An opinion does not have the full worldview. It just right. doesn't. Even right. mine does not. Even though I feel like I've traveled so many places and, and you know, integrated with other cultures, it still only knows so much. So there's such a humility. Mm, that's weird to say. I'm so humble. But, <laughs> there, but there is like I, there is such a humility in me knowing that, oh, my goodness, I don't know what it's like to be on the other person in the other person's shoes. Yeah. Even if they hate me. How, how did they come to hate me? What what made them that way? And so I try to keep that in mind. If I make a statement that this statement comes from a desire to have humanity be whole, healthy, and unified, it's not just so much that you can hear my story or my my plight. I, I will ring that from the top of a mountain as well. Like it's very important to recognize the the issues that have been faced by many people groups. But it's also very important to have the greatest desire upon every single heart. And I think that this is the truth to be one of unification of love, of sensitivity and empathy, of understanding and a desire to, to, to just be one. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I, I, and so I did, I said a few things and keeping in mind that if they did decide to cancel me, I knew they'd never win because yeah. my desire is always for that, that long thing that I just shared. Um, so they never yeah. win. And that's phenomenal. And um, I mean, if, if you don't want to get into it, we don't have to, but I, you know, I can guess, you know, yeah, what, what it was, you know, last year that, you know, you, you decided to post of, I mean, the last two years have been very hard. They've been hard because of the pandemic. They've been hard yeah. because of, uh, yeah, because of uh, injustice uh, that black people have faced. And it's just, it's been a tough mm-hmm. two years and it's really not getting easier just quite yet. And so I, I guess I ask this in direct I ask this because you live in a Southern state, which can be yes. much more conservative. Now that said, there's a caveat that you have an international audience. So your, your, your audience isn't limited to Georgia by any means, I'm sure. And so no, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it has, have you felt any, you know, proximity to, to that red type state and your content, especially last year, or is just, is that just not, uh, uh, uh relevant at all because the, the, everything's so international with your, with your content. Yeah. And, you know, because I, in my content, I speak with an African accent, majority of the people that watch me don't even know that I am American. Well, I'm African and American. I grew up there um, and I was born here. So, but they think I'm African. So I I think that sometimes they don't even really (laughs) know what to do with what I have to say. Right. But, but here, here, here's the, the thing. Yeah. Being, being black in America or being black in the world has been hard um, for me for uh, over four, you know over forty years, and I'm over forty, so it's always been hard, right. and it's always been challenging. And the words that are now 
of being more understood in the ears of a, a lot of people, which I'm so grateful for, have been words that have been on my mouth from the time I was a kid, you know, explaining, yeah. no, I wasn't the one who caused the trouble, but I'm the one getting in trouble because I'm the the black one. Right. No, I didn't steal from that grocery store, even though I'm being chased out by the manager and I'm 12 years old and I just, ha- I just had the bag and, yeah. you know, the receipt and everything. Yeah. So it's, it's been hard being followed in a target store, even still now at this age, you know, Showing yeah. uh, there is nothing about me that that sh- looks like a criminal except for one thing specifically, right. you know, and, and that's because it's in the mind of that person. So it's been it's been hard, and rising above it has been what our parents have have taught us um, for a very long time. Well, I, I can't say are because I don't speak for the whole black community. I'll speak for my home, and that is it's been hard. My mom has taught me what I need to do to protect myself, the roads I shouldn't drive down. There's still areas that I still will not drive drive to. So when I when I showed up on um, talking about things on TikTok and definitely on Facebook, I went a little bit crazy last year on Facebook, yeah. just you know telling the story about what happened to me when I was 12 and the manager pulled me and you know was sh- checking every single bag that I had at a Win Dixie. Sorry, I just noted. I just, I never told anyone the store name and now I just yeah. did. It's okay. But okay. it was at a Win Dixie and it, it devastated me as a kid because I knew why he stopped me. I knew why he chased me and he didn't even apologize. And the trauma that he caused me as a kid, imagine your child realizing that something's wrong with them and it's something they can never change. Yeah. And so uh, I told that story on Facebook, but on, on TikTok. So let's talk about on TikTok. I talked a lot about, you know, um, statues and, and things that are still held up in, you know, that happens here in Georgia held with esteem because it's part of history. Right. And, you know, I always think, and I, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit more bold than I would on my platform. And that's Please. okay if people, Please. you know, hear it and don't like it. But um, I drove recently in, in an area and it, it had a, a road called Jim Crow road. Yeah. And while I know that Jim and Crow are just words, they are just words, but it's just like having a streetcar called apartheid road, right? You know, in South Africa, imagine a road being called that. It's simply saying segregation road, basically. Right. And and although Jim and Crow are just words, it means something different to me. Um, Saddam is just a name, you know. Osama is just a name, but right. those names ring true with a lot of pain. And if we elevated those names in any way here in America, people would be appalled. But yet and still, Black Americans are told by some people, not by all, by some people, that they should just shut up and just accept it. And and so I believe that it's not just a case for, Black people are not the only ones in the world with with plight, but there is a plight. Native Americans have a plight. there are many other people groups that have issues. The, the transgender community. I mean, there is so much going on right now. But in my heart, I'll say, um, sorry, I didn't want to. Did you want to say something? No, no, said. please, please, please keep going. Um, but, you know, in my heart, my desire is for anyone that hates me or disagrees with me, for us to sit down and you know, break bread together and love one. If love is at the top of everything that we do, there won't be me yelling and screaming at you or telling you to see my side. It will be us seeing our side. How do we go? Where do we go from here together? 
yeah. you know? And so that's what my dream and my hope always is. And yeah, <laughs> that was a lot. No, that was, I appreciate you saying that. And the last part, it, it was, it was perfect because it allows me to ask this question, you know, how, yeah. how do we have that nuanced conversation? That's, this, this is not the first time I've asked that comment or that, that question. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm curious, you know, we can say that we can break bread together, but it is easier said than done. And listen, I, I you know, I've said yeah, it before, nice. I'll say it again. I, I'm, I'm very much, I'm, I'm liberal. I, you know, I, I support equal rights for all. So, so don't get me wrong, but, you know, I, I see people uh, who say they're on my side, on our side, who are just as loud, who are just as problematic as people on the opposite side. And if we all continue mm-hmm. yelling at each other, I don't care what side you're on, we are not going to come to any sort of resolution. We're not going to be able to have any sort of nuance in our conversation. We're just going to continue to be at yeah. people's throats and people are going to continue getting hurt and dying. And so I don't, I, again, I don't care if you agree with me, if you're being loud, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, if you're in somebody's face calling them names, that is not good for anybody involved. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't expect you to have the answer. If you do, fantastic. But how do we bring people we don't agree with to the table so we can have a conversation? We we can allow them to see that we are not, we, we don't hate you. I say we very uh, holistically, and I say you very holistically. Mm-hmm. We, we are one people, and yeah. we, we don't really don't shouldn't hate each other, especially if we're sitting down and actually having a conversation. Yeah. I think that it's going to require a couple of things that that at least I'm learning to do on my part. And the first part would be your own self-work. Yes. Because in or I mean for you for and I say you as well, very kind of broad, and you includes me as well. Yeah. So for you to go out and yell at someone and, and argue with them, there's a lot going on inside of you. Yeah. And you know, you've known in times, all all of us, when we've dealt with an issue and we felt confident and we were at peace, we didn't even really have to yell about it. It, There is a place that you can come to within your own self-work. However, I'm not one to say how the battle should be fought. This battle, it's happening. It's a big monster that I can only talk about my side. Yeah. So, um, so I, I like to do my own self-work. If we all did our own self-work, <laughs> marriages would never end, you know, right. children wouldn't be mistreated and, you know, people would know how to love themselves really well and love others also. So self-love is at the beginning and, and also self-understanding, like knowing yourself and knowing what you need to do, the work you need to do to add good to the world instead of adding bad or taking away from the world. And then the next thing that I would say is humility because it is so easy for me to judge a person that hates me or thinks differently than me. But if I took the time to try to just at least get in their shoes, because that's what I'm asking them to do for me. But if I took the time to try to understand where they're coming from, it would help me while having this conversation where I still can stand my ground, but I can at least let them also share who they are. And so the reason why a lot of people that you know, I tend to disagree with are on social media shouting from the rooftops is because they feel like they've been silenced yeah, and they want to say what they want to say. And while I disagree with a lot of things that they say, that's why they're doing it. And I've had private conversations. And this is my last point 
private conversations with the people that are in your sphere of influence. And if you're a social media influencer and that means that you are posting, then hey, take that on. That's for you. But you are having a conversation with the people that are in your sphere of influence and you are telling them, this is my heart. Now you've already done the self-work. You've also decided that you're going to put yourself in their shoes. And now you're sharing. This is this has been my, my experience. This is what it's been like to be a transgender female. This is what it's like to be a black woman. This is what it's like to be a white male in America. Yeah. And if we're able to sit down and, and, and share that, that part of what, what we want to do and how we're continuing to do the work, I think that that is a good, that th- those are a few good things that we can start doing. But hey, again, the battle is a monster and it has to be fought however it's meant to be fought. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, there, there's so much value there. Um, and I think one of the most important things you said was this self-work. And I think that can be terrifying for a lot of people because it's easier to look outward than it is inward sometimes. And I mean, self-work is going to mean something different for everybody. For me, it was learning about mindfulness and meditation and studying stoicism mm-hmm. and a, a bit of Buddhism and, and realizing that the only things I have control over are how I respond to situations. I really can't control what other people do. I can't change other people. Even if I see that yeah. there's an opportunity for them to live their best lives, they have to do it themselves. They have to do the work. If they want to take inspiration from me, fantastic, but I will not be able to do that for them. And so I don't know. I, it can be so terrifying to, to look inward and kind of uh, assess or audit your values and, you know, kind of come to an understanding as to if they're adding, if they're adding positivity or negativity to the world and, you know, really being truthful and honest with ourselves. And I, I don't know, I don't, I don't have, I don't have an answer for that. I just, I, I guess I could ask you, you know, what your self-work has looked like. And it's, it's not just something you do, yeah. you know, once it's something you have to do day in and day out because it is a muscle that gets weaker oh, yeah. as you let that exercise or that practice lapse. It's something that has to be done consistently. Mm-hmm. It, it does. And, and I think that just as we get lazy with our nutrition or yeah. lazy with our physical activity, we can get lazy with uh, with our own um, mindfulness or or the love that we give to other people. We just and lazy's lazy's a very judgmental word, yeah. but the word I'd rather say is that we just get apathetic. Like yes. we're we're just not we're, we're either too tired or we just don't want to have to do it. We don't want to do the hard. And so, but life is very hard and either we have a hard that comes from consequences or a hard that comes from choices, like choosing um, the hard. And so, um, or really we just choose the hard. It's two different paths. Either it's hard by making the right choice or it's hard by getting the consequences of not doing the right thing. And, and I, you know, in my own life, when it comes to doing the work, um, it started because life got hard, you know, my husband for of five years and I had known him for, I don't know, almost like seven or eight years, just decided that he was done. Yeah. And I was just in, I was in shock, you know, it's not like things were perfect, but I was shocked. Right. And I had to, like you said, I, I couldn't control what he wanted to do all those years. And I had to figure out what I was going to do for myself. And then it became extra hard when I found out that I was pregnant with our child yeah. Um, yeah. and we were separating and then we got divorced and life just got really crazy. And, you know, being pregnant with my daughter and having her help me see something that's bigger than me. I think I would have continued being spiteful and mean and angry for years had she not come in the picture and yeah. showed me that 
actually her relationship with both of us is very important. And so I needed to do work on myself that, that would allow me to have a good relationship with her dad. And now it's been, you know, six years since and have a great relationship with her father, amazing relationship. And you would never have known that that would be possible with everything that we went through. But doing self-work has to start with seeing something that's greater than than you and also a huge amount of desire to have self-love, like to love yourself so well and to do good by you and good by others. So. Yeah. That's so amazing. I, yeah, congrats. I mean, I don't know if that's the right word, but I mean, just getting to that point <laughs> is, is obviously not easy. So the fact that you, you and your husband and, and your, your, your daughter were able to get to such a, a healthy uh, place. That, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. It, it, I, I'm thankful for it every day. <laughs> good, good. Well, um, let's, start to close with, uh, something a little bit lighter. And I, I, I'm, I'm, it seems, it seems that a lot of the, well, and I may be wrong about this, but it seems like a lot of the trends, uh, around memes on the internet are starting with TikTok, and that that's probably a fairly recent development. And it's interesting to me. And I, I, I'm always fascinated by how things, uh, go viral and how they are transmitted across the internet. And I, I will give you an example that, that I don't, I don't know his name, but the dude who, you know, takes, uh, makes, the dude who he, he does the thing. Oh God, I, they, they've made a commercial about this, but he, he, you've got the life hacks and they're just stupid life hacks. And he looks at them and he shows the easier way to do it. And he just makes a, a ridiculous face. I don't know. I love that guy. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. No, no, I don't know it. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I will find him and I'm, I'm sounding silly right now trying to describe it, but I, I don't know. Just, I mean, what trends are you seeing in, uh, in the world of TikTok and how, how they're kind of uh, moving across the internet. And, you know, one thing that I, I, I've been fascinated about, and the reason why I would like to try TikTok or at least get somewhat serious about it is, as you've mentioned, the algorithm is just, it's so beneficial for creators. And I mean, you can really build an audience organically. You don't have to pay for it. And that's, that's very appealing for people who are trying to create a second stream of income or trying to create content for others to enjoy and reach bigger audiences. So I'm just, I'm, I'm curious what yeah. that's looked like for you or what it looks like going into the future. Yeah. So, you know, TikTok started out as a music app. And so first and foremost, I mean, yes, someone like me has been able to have the opportunity of growing on TikTok, but TikTok still is a music app. It's here to promote music. And so the biggest trend that will be there forever is music. And songs that are old, well, I shouldn't say old, but a song like um, Fleetwood Mac's, uh, I can't yeah. even remember what the name of it, the song, yeah. but it went completely viral last year because a content creator who was, who's just like a regular man working a nine to five job. And he took the song and played it while he was on his skateboard last yeah. year, drinking orange that. juice. Yeah, And all of a sudden orange juice went viral, Fleetwood Mac went viral or Stevie Nicks went viral. And this man went viral. Yeah. And it just so happens that what he did just was the right thing at the right time with with a song that was nowhere in the charts, you know, and then it went back. Sorry, I'm knocking over things. So I'm so excited. But it went back <laughs> up to the charts. And <laughs> and how incredible is that? And so a lot of artists are wanting that to happen again for their song. So yeah. the trend on TikTok is using music to express yourself. That is the number one trend. However... You don't have to be a person that loves music and you don't have to be a dancer 
to do TikTok. You literally have to do one thing on TikTok and that is show up fully as yourself. Yeah. And your tribe, they're going to find you. If you're a math genius, they're going to find you. If you're a person that loves the stars, they're going to find you. If you're a person that loves to bake, they're going to find you. And making use of, of the trends within TikTok will also be super helpful for you. But your tribe is going to find you. You just, you just have to show up and show up consistently. That's number one. That's fantastic. Because I, I know one of the questions I asked you when we first connected was, I'm not really a funny guy. And it seems like, you know, all the videos I see on TikTok are people doing funny things. And so I, I, I think I asked you specifically, do you have to be funny to be on TikTok? And I mean, you said you, you said no, right? Not at all. Can I tell you a super quick story? I know we're running please, out, but it'll please. be like 30 seconds. So there's a grammar teacher um, who came into our room on Clubhouses, which is another audio app. And we gave her some tips about how to get started on TikTok. I think she had 60,000 um, community members at that time. And so she goes off and does the thing, which honestly, I don't think that it was big, big advice, but she felt like it was. And she came back to us and said, hey, you all, I'm, I'm about like at 500,000 people following me now. And she wow. just teaches people grammar. And she is a... Um, I would say 50 to 60 something year old black woman, just a teacher. And so now let's fast forward. So she did, she came and spoke to us in March of this year. Now it's December. She's at 2.9 million, actually 3 million community members teaching them how to do grammar. She got the keys to her city. She has brands that are reaching out to her to promote their brands all over. She, her whole life has changed because of TikTok. She's basically super famous with it. She has more followers than me, the person that gave her the advice, (laughs) one of the people. And and that's awesome. And then here's another guy. um, He's a realtor in in Las Vegas. He just goes and shows you all the fun places that you wouldn't even know existed in Las Vegas and the things that you can do around there. And he talks about Las Vegas because he has such a passion for it. $200,000 in commission from TikTok alone, just TikTok. Not his other opportunities. So TikTok is just, oh, it's phenomenal. (laughs) That's amazing. Um, So I I want to, I want to, I want to close this conversation by asking a very self-serving question and hopefully others will get value out of it as well. How, it's also a very loaded question. How does somebody start TikTok? I mean, how do they, how do they, I I know how to download the app. I, I can get that far. I can create an account. I can get that far. But how do you, how do you start? Yeah. I know that's a silly question, but I'm just curious what you have to say. I believe that you start by taking about, let's say, split up your time. So 30 minutes, uh, so let's say 15 minutes. So 15 minutes, Monday through Friday, every day, go on the app and start watching. And what you're looking for. So first you're going to just watch whatever the app feeds you. And yeah. then you're going to go into the search and you're going to find things that you're interested in. So if you like, you know, um, DIY, type in DIY and watch the videos that are like that and just be entertained by things that you're interested in and that you enjoy. If you love, you know, um, Real Housewives, type that in and see what clips they have from that. So whatever you enjoy. And then in the first two days, the last two days, the last two 15 minutes that you do, then you want to take time to figure out, hmm, how can I do what they did? So now you're watching, thinking, how do I mimic what they did? And this is not the strategy that I share, you know, in my trainings, but this is something that anyone can do. And if you take a week or five days to do that, then you kind of understand the app. It's like you went to another country and immersed yourself in it. 
And now, you know, all of a sudden you're speaking the language a little bit better than you would if you just, you know, took a class in middle of Georgia. So go and immerse yourself in TikTok by taking 15 minutes every single day for five days. And after that, then you need to hit record on the sixth day. That's amazing advice. And um, I will say when we're recording, we, this episode is going to come out a week later. And so I, over the next seven days, I, I will take your advice and I will report back to you and I will let you know how it goes. Yay. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Good. Awesome. Well, Ida, this has been such an incredible conversation. I, I seriously cannot thank you enough. Um, before I let you go, I do have a few closing questions. And the first of which is, you know, I try to be as beneficial for my guests as they have been for me, especially over the last hour. This conversation has been enlightening for me and I, I'm so thankful for you, you know, for sharing it with me. And so I always like to ask, what resources are you looking for to continue your personal growth in your journey? You know, in case somebody happens to be listening across the world and they say, hey, I can help Ida. What resources are you looking for? Yeah, I I love anything that can help make my life easier. And that would be um, in my mind. So anything that can help with anxiety, overwhelm, that just is almost like a five minute spa for my mind. I love that. So I'm always looking for podcasts or books or anything that I can digest um, while I'm on the go, or even when I take time at night on my own. So I'm not a person that loves to journal, but I do love to capture in you know, if you've got anything on anxiety, I love it. Please send it my way. <laughs> Perfect. I, I that's that's a great ask. Um, I will certainly, uh, if anything comes in, I will certainly send it your way. I appreciate that. Um, my next Thank question you. is: I'm a big reader myself, and so I always like to ask uh, if you can name one book that has just had a profound impact in your life or a life changing impact in your life. What would that book be, and why? Yeah. So there are a lot of books that I absolutely love. Um, right now, a lot of them are by Denise DT, Denise Duffield Thomas, and it's about mindfulness and money. But I would say that the book that changed my life truly is uh, Anne Frank's Diary. So the Diary of Anne Frank, yeah, it changed my life. I read it when I was 14 and I just saw the beauty and the humanity in, in the heart of this 14-year-old. I believe she was 13 or 14. And, um, and I, I love everything that she wrote and it devastates me that she wasn't here longer, but yeah, the diary of Anne Frank. I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, it's, it's one of those books that we all should read. I, 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 honestly, I was probably supposed to when I was younger and I, I I probably read the cliff notes. So that is, that is something that I would like to uh, (laughs) put in my list. I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and then last but not least, I always like to leave our conversation with a, a call to action that uh, you live your life by or that you employ, implore your, either your audience or clients or, or just friends and family to live their lives by. What would that call to action be? Love yourself so, so well and love others out of that. That's perfect. Ida, thank you again so much. If people would like to find you online, you know, obviously on TikTok or anywhere else, or if they'd like to connect with you, what is the best place for for people to reach out? Yeah, Instagram for sure. So TikTok doesn't allow DMs from uh, people that I don't know. Okay. But Instagram, yeah, I'm to every mom on Instagram. Perfect. 
Ida, again, thank you so much for everything. Thank you for everything you're doing for the world. I, I really, I, that's that's hard for me to to thank you enough for that. And just, this conversation was wonderful. So I appreciate uh, your time and I look forward to staying in touch. Thank you. Yes, for sure. Thanks, Trey, for having me. Once again, I would like to thank Ida for joining me on the podcast and also for convincing me to get on TikTok. I am on TikTok now and you can find me at Real Trey Kaufman. I didn't do that to be snarky or to be like Shaq, but somehow, someway, Trey Kaufman was already taken. Please be sure to check out the show notes at themosaiclifepodcast.com so you can find all of Ida's links. You can follow her on TikTok. You can follow her on Instagram. And of course, you can drop a line and say hi. If you enjoyed this conversation, I would be so incredibly grateful if you would share it with a friend, either on social media or in real life. It helps me continue growing as a podcaster, and it feels really good to know I'm helping make a difference in other people's lives. As always, thank all of you for taking time out of your day to listen to the podcast. It absolutely means the world to me. And as I mentioned a couple weeks ago, this is the time of year in which I like to reflect on the good things and the bad things that have happened over the last 365 days. And of course, all of these conversations that I've had, the interactions I've had with people who listen to the podcast, it absolutely means the world to me. And it is the reason why I keep doing this podcast. So thank you. And as we move into 2022, I hope you have a strong support system and goals in place to propel you to the next level in your own life. Until next time, take care, do better, and be well. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.